the gods choose some for immortality, and some for oblivion. Is it not thus the whole world over? Randomly generated, this is the War Games Orchard. Welcome to the show. My name is Nathan Stone, and I will be your host today. This is a very special vacation episode of the War Games Orchard. It's just a short little fun experiment that we're doing today, and that's because I just don't have a lot of time this week to put together a big episode for you guys. We're going to do something that I have recently done on the Patreon for the podcast, and that is build a chaos champion. There are a lot of ways to build a chaos champion throughout 1st to 8th edition, but we're going to do arguably the best way to build a chaos champion today, and that is by going back to the incredible Realm of Chaos supplement from 3rd edition. This supplement was a pair of books that really fleshed out what it meant to be a servant of chaos. They're just chock full of everything you'd want for Warhammer Fantasy, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, and Warhammer 40,000. If you've never taken the opportunity to look through these books, you need to. They're just so good. They're so much fun. And you'll absolutely love it. If you're a fan of chaos, these are required reading. These are the fundamentals. And there's so much here that would influence and still influences Games Workshop to this very day. We're going to skip our usual news and hobby segment of the show because honestly, I just don't have enough for you today. We're going to dive right into our episode. There are two books in the wonderful Realm of Chaos supplement. The first one is Slaves to Darkness. The second one is The Lost and the Damned. Each one focuses on two different gods. Slaves to Darkness features Korn and Slanesh, and The Lost and the Damned, Nurgle and Zinch. You need both of these books to get the most out of them. They are written as a set together, and a lot of things reference one or the other. They're really meant to be used as a pair. My favorite part of these books is The Road to Power. This would later become Path to Glory, which you may be more familiar with. The idea of Chaos Champions battling it out in the Chaos Wastes or wherever for the opportunity to become Demon Princes or to meet their doom as Chaos Spawn, or sometimes just dying. And what's incredible about this book is death doesn't even necessarily mean the end of your champion. Here they could come back as undead Chaos Champions for some time. It's incredible. I wish I had the time to go through the Realm of Chaos books and just point out all of the incredible cool things that are in them. Unfortunately, we certainly don't have that time this week. Maybe it'll be like a six-parter someday. <laughs> I doubt it, though. I don't think I have the focus to do that. In Slaves to Darkness, we get our kind of path that we will choose to build our Chaos Champion. And what we're going to do today is we're going to build a champion and we're going to build their retinue. And if you listen to the Patreon episode, it's going to be 
basically that all over again. Patreon episode was lots of fun. If you haven't listened to it, it's great. We built a champion of Nurgle, totally randomized, and we got some crazy stuff. It got weird, is what I'm going to tell you about what happened there. Not what I expected, and I'm hoping we can get something like that again today. We are going to be randomizing every single thing about our Chaos Champion and their retinue. In this Slaves to Darkness book, we get the basic system for turning a normal denizen of the old world into a champion of the dark gods. First, we start off with a random mortal champion. We generate their starting profile. Then we put the chaos mark on them and we give them their first chaos reward and first mutation. Then we start giving them some followers and we randomly determine their followers as well. And sometimes their followers themselves will have chaos attributes or chaos gifts, and we determine those as well. And at the very end, we get a wild and crazy warband of the chaos wastes. So what we're going to do is we are going to start off with our random profile. There's a lot of options here. So from 1 to 20, and we're going to roll a d100 for this, on a 1 to 20, we get Chaos Dwarf. On a 21 to 35, we get Dark Elf. On a 36 to 95, we get a Human. And on 96 to 100, we get an Other Race. The Other Race section is wild, contains things like Beastmen, Centaurs, Femir, Goblins, Half-Orcs, Hobgoblins, Lizardmen, Minotaurs, Skaven, Slan, Zotes. It's quite a mix of things. I won't spoil the Patreon too much here, but I did get to roll on the other race in the Patreon, and uh, we got quite an interesting champion. Hopefully we will get something interesting today as well. So here we go. We're going to start things off with a lovely D100 roll to see what our starting character is going to be. And we rolled a 14. Okay. Oh, okay. So this is going to start off a little bit interesting. We're going to make a Chaos Dwarf champion. Now that we know we've got a Chaos Dwarf, we have to roll to see what kind of hero our Chaos Dwarf is. Now, 3rd edition, if you're not familiar, had tiers of heroes or levels of heroes, almost like a uh, something like Warcraft or Dungeons and Dragons. Our options are from 01 to 35 is a regular Chaos Dwarf. So this is just your bog standard one wound Chaos Dwarf scrub. And then we go up in increments of five for the hero. So there's a Dwarf level five hero, 10, 15, 20, 25. And each one of those kind of corresponds to what would be, say, a champion, a hero, and a lord, but with even more granularity. So, for example, the dwarf level 5 hero is about what you would expect from a champion. He's got that extra attack, got an extra point of strength, so maybe a little bit better than a champion. And then when you get to the dwarf level 15, that's about where you would find a dwarf lord in maybe 6th edition. So, 3 wounds, weapon skill 6, 3 attacks. And then when you get up to the dwarf 25 level hero, this would be kind of almost a special character level of awesome here. Guy's got toughness five he's got initiative five four attacks four wounds weapon skill seven so really good stuff we're gonna roll and see 
how good our Chaos Dwarf is to start. And we could also get a Chaos Dwarf Wizard as well in the top half of the options. So that would be pretty interesting as well. All right. So we rolled a 61, which means we get a level 20 Chaos Dwarf Hero. All right. Let's take a look at what his stats are going to be. Our new dwarf is Movement 3, Weapon Skill 7, Ballistic Skill 4, Strength 4, Toughness 5, 4 Wounds, Initiative 5, 4 Attacks, Leadership 10, Intelligence 7, Cool 10, and Willpower 10. A fearsome profile, to be sure. This guy is going to be really interesting. Because he's a higher level character to start, we're actually going to be able to get him a bigger retinue to start, which should be lots of fun. Now, the first thing we have to do is figure out to what chaos god he has fallen. Because I did a Nurgle champion on the Patreon, we are going to take Nurgle out of the running for today. We're going to go with Slanesh Zinch, Corn and Undivided. And the way this works is... On a 1, we're going to go with Chaos Undivided. On a 2, we're going to go with Corn, 3, Slanesh, and 4, Zinch. All right, we have a Champion of Zinch. This will be very interesting. It does mean that we are going to have to pop over to the Lost and the Damned to keep going here. Oh boy, I think we're going to be finding a lot of random rolls for this guy. Even back in this early era, Zinch was the most random of the gods. I think we're going to see a Chaos Dwarf with a lot of Chaos attributes. Those are the physical mutations. Let's apply the mark of Zinch to our Chaos Dwarf. Now, a few interesting things happen when he gets the mark of Zinch. Certainly more so than happened to our Nurgle Champion. The Nurgle Champion is a pretty easy one gets a plus one toughness and a random chaos attribute. Zinch is a little bit more uh, generous. We'll call it generous with his gifts. What we're going to see here is that our chaos dwarf is going to get a chaos item, a random magical something or other, tchotchke perhaps, and then he's going to get d3 chaos attributes. So we might be well on our way to Spawndom by the time we finish this Chaos Champion. Here we are at the random magic item generation table. It is a D100 roll, and there is a lot here. Let's see what we get. We can get something that is completely useless to our Dwarf Champion. Hopefully that will not be the case. All right, we got a 38 on the dice. That is going to give us a demon sword. Oh, oh boy. The demon sword contains a greater demon of the character's own patron chaos power. That sounds pretty incredible. I'm going to have to check on what that is going to do for our champion. For this one, I had to pop back to Slaves of Darkness. And as you guys can tell... I was serious when I said, you have to use these books together. There is a lot of hopping around. 
Demon weapons were something that I had not encountered in our previous session of Making a Chaos Champion. They are utterly insane. I want to share with you just the common properties of demon weapons before we get into any of the weirdness that's about to happen. Firstly, a demon weapon has a demonic aura, which is immediately obvious to any wizard or sorcerer who touches it. Two, a demon weapon can cause damage to creatures listed as being immune to non-magical weapons. Its effects cannot be avoided by a magical saving throw. Three, a demon weapon dispels any aura on contact. Four, a demon weapon has a bonus to hit, which is equal to the bound demon's number of attacks, i.e. plus one to plus ten to hit for each attack. The bearer of a demon weapon may use the bound demon's willpower for any required tests if this is higher than his own. Any wound caused by the demon weapon will kill its target. A slain target's strength is completely drained by a demon weapon. The stolen strength is divided into three equal parts. Fractions are rounded down. A third is given to the Chaos God, who made the blade in the first place and is simply lost. One third is absorbed by the blade. This is added to a running total of stolen strength for the blade, which is retained until the end of the battle or until the blade is sated. Each point of stolen strength gives a minus one penalty to the saving throw of any target entitled to make one against damage caused by the blade. One third is given to the blade's bearer, and is added to the bearer's strength for the remainder of the battle. This is so wild. This is incredible. Demon weapons are just fantastically lethal and horrible. Our Chaos Dwarf here is going to be an absolute madman. Every time he kills, he's going to gain strength, up to a maximum of strength 10. Any wound caused by a demon weapon just flat out kills the target. This is utterly insane. Utterly insane. And because we have a bound greater demon within the blade, the greater demon is able to use its magic and its abilities whilst in the blade to aid our chaos champion. This is just absolutely insane. The greater demon itself has chaos attributes as well, and maybe if we have time we'll go and do the chaos attributes for the demon in the blade as well. This is more than I anticipated. <laughs> So, wow, what a what a crazy start here. Now, this is where the randomness is going to really kick off. If you thought it had kicked off, it had not yet kicked off. Because we're going to maybe come back to this demon blade. It's already insane, and it's only going to get crazier if we roll up attributes for the greater demon. But what we're going to do is now move on to our... Chaos Dwarf and his D3 attributes. So I'm going to roll a D3 here and see what he gets. And remember, this is before we're doing any of his attributes and gifts just for being a Chaos Champion. This is from the Mark of Zinch. And he's going to get two attributes from that. Chaos attributes in this book are probably one of my favorite parts it's also a monstrous part of the book. We are going to be rolling on a D1000 to generate these. That's right, a D1000. 
there are a lot of possibilities. Not quite a thousand possibilities, as most of the options are a range of roles. It's still quite a bit. I'm going to read you the little flavor text on personal chaos attributes before we roll on them, just to give you a sense of how they work. The easy path of chaos leads swiftly to power as the champion advances in his chosen master's favor, but there is a price to be paid. The exactions of the dark powers are taken from the champion's body and mind. His frame twists and contorts to echo the warp of chaos, and only the most favored, or the most fortunate, can survive these terrible gifts without degenerating into mindless spawn and running heedlessly with the chaos packs. All right, here we go. We've got two rolls to make now, and then more rolls to make later. So our first roll is 298. So 298 is going to be Crossbreed. Okay, let's see what Crossbreed does. I mean, I can kind of guess, but this book is awfully strange sometimes. The mutant's entire frame changes, and it becomes a hybrid creature, a mixture of two species. Increase the mutant's fear points by one. Roll a d6 to determine the column used on the table below, followed by a d12 to determine the creature that the mutant merges with. All right. I always love it when you make a random roll, and then it leads you to a series of tables to make more random rolls. Guys, we could actually end up with a boar or bull centaur chaos dwarf. And wouldn't that be cool? It would be like a tie-in from last episode. I don't know that we're going to get that lucky. But let's see what we get here. So we got first dice roll. Okay, so we got our first table on a three. And oh, okay. There's going to be some interesting things happening here. Because looking at this list, we have Goblin, Gorgon, Griffin, Halfling, Half-Orc, Harpy, Hippogriff, Hoblin, Hobhound, Horse, Human, Human Were. By were in the last one, they mean like a werewolf, some kind of were creature here. Okay, so we have a five, which gives us a half-orc. So this is a half... Is that a quarter orc at this point? So we're, we're a chaos dwarf, half orc, half breed. Half orcs are usually half human, right? I think so. I'm not sure in Warhammer. They might actually just be like half orc, half goblin. I'm trying to remember my old hammer lore here. Now, this is quite a, a predicament for our chaos dwarf. Uh, so he is now a half orc. Uh, Half-orc, half-breed. The profile of the newly hybrid mutant is the average from the profiles of the old mutant and the randomly determined creature. Pairs of characteristics from the two profiles are added together and divided by two. The result can be rounded down to the nearest whole number. So we're going to have to redo the entirety of our stat block for our Chaos Dwarf because I now have to average that with a hobgoblin. So I'm going to leave things here, and I will do that averaging, and we will return when I have our new stat block. Spoiler alert, I think it's going to be a lot worse than our current Chaos Dwarf Hero stat block. Yikes. Things have gotten worse for our Chaos Dwarf Half-Orc Hero, and... He has lost a lot of stats. 
So we'll go through his old stats and the half-orc stats, and then we'll hit on his new and very much unimproved stats here. Our Chaos Dwarf had Movement 3, Weapon Skill 7, Ballistic Skill 4, Strength 4, Tough 5, 4 Wounds, Initiative 5, 4 Attacks, Leadership 10, Intelligence 7, Cool 10, and Willpower 10. And unfortunately, the profile that I had to mix this with and average out was with the Half-Orc, who has a very pedestrian profile. He is Movement 4, Weapon Skill 3, Ballistic Skill 3, Strength 3, Toughness 3, 1 Wound, Initiative 3, 1 Attack, Leadership 7, Intelligence 6, Cool 7, and Willpower 7. Now, averaging these out and rounding down, we were left with Movement 3, Weapon Skill 5, Ballistic Skill 3, Strength 3, Toughness 4, 2 Wounds, Initiative 4, Two attacks, leadership eight, intelligence six, cool eight, and willpower eight. Yikes. Such are the fickle whims of chaos. And that was just a single chaos attribute. Now we have to roll again. We got 206, which is blood substitution. That sounds promising. What have we substituted our blood for? The nature of the mutant's blood changes radically. Roll d6 to determine the nature of the change. Okay. Let's see here. We've got a 1. Leeches or maggots. Ooh, that sounds pretty nurgly, unfortunately. All right. Increase the mutant's toughness by 1 half. I didn't know that was an option. Toughness, four and a half. Whenever the mutant is wounded, a stream of squirming things, leeches or maggots, pours out of the wound. The mutant's opponent must make a successful initiative test to avoid the stream, or suffer one strength one hit on the roll of a four, five, or six on a d6. This is repeated each turn. If the result of the d6 roll is a one, the maggots slash leeches are sated and stop biting the victim. No further strength one hits are caused. If creatures affected by the leeches or maggots can remove any and all armor or clothing it wears, the mutant's blood will have no further effect. Wild. Okay. So our dwarf half-orc has leech blood. We're going to say leech blood instead of maggots because that's too nurgly. We want to represent zinch here. So leech blood... So it sounds like it would do a whole lot of nothing, to be honest, but uh, sounds pretty cool anyway. All right, now we're ready to do the actual chaos rewards and attributes that we're supposed to get as a champion, and hopefully it won't be enough to make us into a chaos spawn, but you never do know. We're definitely on the path to spawn them already. We've got two attributes. We could pick up two more right here. The first one we're going to roll on is the Chaos Gifts. And Chaos Gifts can actually turn into a Chaos Attribute as well. And the way the Chaos Gifts works is that you roll on the reward table. So from 1 to 40, we get another Chaos Attribute instead. On a 41 to 43, we get Frenzy. On 44 to 48, we get a Demon Weapon. We've already got one. Maybe we get another. On 49 to 53, we get Chaos Armor. 
On 59 to 63, we get accompanied by a chaos spawn, or maybe more. 64 to 69, we get strength, just makes us real strong. And on a 70 to 85, we get gift of the gods. On 86 to 90, we get chaos hounds to accompany us. And from 91 to 100, we get eye of the gods that can turn us into a demon prince but not in this character creation stage. Let's see how we do. Of course, we get a chaos attribute. Well, I mean, we're leaning into it at this point, I guess. We're going to be real strange, which just like Zinch planned it all along. All right, so we have two rolls on this table, and... Let's see how we do. 300 is our roll. Oh no. No, 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 that's crossbreed. That can't... That can't happen again. Right? I don't know. Oh no, we can do this again. Alright guys, we're... There's a lot of, uh... A lot of parentage in our, our, our lineage for our Chaos Dwarf here. Um, let's do it up. See what we get. We got a four. All right. This table is quite a thing. Uh, it's, it's it's a D12. Hydra is the first option. Then Jabberwock. Leech, comma, giant. Lich. How can you have a parent be a lich? Number five is Lizardmen. Number six is Mammoth. Number seven is Manticore. Number eight is Minotaur. Number nine is Mummy. Number ten is Ogre. 11 is Orc, and 12 is Pygmy. Alright, how is any of this going to work? We got a 6. That's Mammoth. What is this even? So, Chaos Dwarf slash Half Orc slash Mammoth. I don't even know where to... F I'm gonna have to look up where to find the rules for a Mammoth. You know... This was so much faster last time because I didn't keep changing the species of my Chaos Champion. Oh, and I actually missed something last time that I'm seeing here, is that their physical form also changes. So we can get an idea of what our Chaos Dwarf Half-Orc Mammoth is going to look like. I'm going to roll first for the Half-Orc combo, and then we'll roll again for the Mammoth combo. So this is a d6 roll. On a 1 to 2, it's Mutant Parent. On 3 to 4, it's Compromise. And 5 to 6, it is Creature Parent. So we're going to see how we do here. So on a 1, uh, we got Mutant Parent. The mutant's current form is dominant in the body, but it gains some of the features associated with the Creature Parent. E.g., a Mutant Eagle crossbreed retains a human head, although this is beaked. Or a mutant orc crossbreed retains its general form, but its skin becomes green. All right, well, we got the half-orc with the dwarf. So I'm thinking this looks a lot like a regular chaos dwarf. Maybe a bit more tusks. Maybe a skin that's kind of more like a gray-green. Like just a very, you know, just working in some green with the natural kind of dwarfy flesh. I think it would look really gross. All right, now let's roll for the mammoth. <laughs> We also got Mutant Parent. Okay, so our slightly greenish Chaos Dwarf with slightly bigger tusks uh, also has some mammoth 
look to him. Maybe he's got like the little like woolly mammoth tail and like he's hooved. Maybe centaur-ish. I don't know if I think that would be more of the compromise though. I think this is maybe he's particularly hairy. Oh, and his tusks are huge. He's got the big like mammoth tusks and maybe a big old nose. Oh my god, this guy. This guy. All right. So this is this is it. Uh folks, I'm going to leave you now again while I look up where in the world the mammoth rules are, hopefully in the bestiary section of third ed. And I'm going to do the math to combine those stat profiles as well, and we will jump back in once I have done that. Well, we're back, and things have gone in a direction, and that direction is sort of sideways. The mammoth has a ridiculous profile in terms of physical strength and toughness, but it lacks in a lot of other areas, and that has that has helped us in terms of physical strength, but has hurt us in terms of things like intelligence. So here is the mammoth. It is movement 8, weapon skill 3, ballistic skill 0, strength 8, toughness 8, 6 wounds, initiative 3, 3 attacks, leadership 7, intelligence 3, cool 7, and willpower 7. Meaning our chaos dwarf half-orc mammoth champion now has a stat profile of movement 5, weapon skill 4, ballistic skill 1, strength 5, toughness 6, 4 wounds, initiative 3, 2 attacks, leadership 7, intelligence 4, cool 7, and willpower 4. We gained some, we lost some. I am starting to really be concerned about the intelligence of our chaos champion, who started at 10 and is now down to 4. Well on his way to Spondum, I believe. And of course, I rounded down where necessary in this case, because that is what the book tells us to do. Okay, okay, we have to survive one more chaos attribute. That's it, that's all. And hopefully that will not turn us into a gibbering chaos spawn. If we get crossbreed again, I'm re-rolling. Just so you know. <laughs> Alright, here we go. 782. We've got Rotting Flesh. Man, this guy should have been a champion of Nurgle. Okay, let's see what that does for us. The mutant's flesh is rotten and putrid, hanging from its frame in disgusting tatters. Every so often, a leprous gobbet of diseased flesh drops off, exposing the newly pustulant areas beneath. The unfortunate creature spreads a noxious odor in its wake and attracts an audience of hungry flies. While this looks horrific and repulsive and adds one point to the mutant's accumulated fear points, its profile is unaffected. So that's going to give us an accumulation of two fear points. And fear is a bit of a spectrum in 3rd edition, that's why we do fear points. So the more points that something has, the scarier it is. So he is marginally scary. I mean, honestly, I think most things would just try and work out what in the world they were looking at when they see our champion here. Alright, that is going to do it for his gifts and rewards. He has changed a lot. <laughs> in the short time that he has been with us today. However, he does have 
a couple more things that we can do before we generate his retinue. One of the things that we will do is figure out what kind of equipment he has. We know he's already got his wild and crazy demon sword, but he can have some mundane equipment as well. So he's a level 20 hero, which means he's going to get a number of war gear points to spend. There's a whole list of war gear and how much it costs. And we are going to give him some, but of course, like anything else in this book, it is randomly determined. So as a level 20 hero, he gets D6 plus four points to spend. And of course, we get a one. So he's got five points to spend, which is not the end of the world here. So I'm going to go ahead and buy him a suit of heavy armor for three points because he needs some kind of protection. I mean, other than that toughness of six. And then we have three points remaining. We don't have to buy him a weapon because we already have that sweet demon sword. So I might go ahead and buy him a shield. And these are all mundane items. There's no difference between this and anything else. And uh, he's got Ballistic Seal 1, so a ranged weapon is probably out of his purview. We only have one point remaining. We've spent four. I think what we'll do is we're going to buy him a backup weapon in case something happens to his sword or he doesn't want to use it or the demon does something, some kind of shenanigans. So we're going to get him a regular mundane sword there just to back up his demon blade. There we go. So he's got a suit of heavy armor, a shield and a sword and his demon sword is what he is armed with. We could have bought him a mount. But it seems kind of silly because I don't know if he's he's not really a centaur because that would be too much in that direction. But he must be really big for a dwarf, at least. And I don't know if he could ride something. I feel like he's probably got hooves at this point. Mammoths. I remember mammoths have like elephant feet. Yeah, of course, they don't have hooves. That's crazy. They're way too big for that. Yes, he's got like those... Those big, like, elephant mammoth feet. Man, this guy. I want to see a picture of this guy. All right. Now I believe we are ready to determine his retinue. And this is more fun. Random rolling. And the first thing we're going to determine is the size of his retinue. For every two rewards that the champion has received we have to consult the following chart. So we're going to get two rolls on this chart. Roll 2d6. And on a 1 to 2, we don't gain any followers. On a 3 to 5, we gain one roll on the retinue table. And on a 6, we gain two rolls on the retinue table. Of course, we box card this one. So we get four rolls on the retinue table. I mean, who isn't going to want to follow this guy? This guy is pure charisma. I mean, he probably looks a little bit like my dog, honestly, at this point. And I'm kind of into it. So your retinue table doesn't have anything to do with your species, which is a good thing because we have three species and I can't imagine what kind of followers a mammoth champion of chaos would have. So this is a D100 roll and we can get for this retinue table, we can get a myriad of creatures. We can get 2D6 beastmen, 2D4 chaos dwarves, a chaos sorcerer, a chaos warrior, D6 dark elves. D6 Chaos Goblins, D4 Harpies, and 2D6 Humans. So lots of things to generate here. We're going to do our first roll, 
we got a six. So that is 2d6 Beastmen. So we have 11 Beastmen. Whoa, this is going to be a big retinue. So 11 Beasties. So not much to do with these guys. They are just bog standard Beastmen. They follow the same god as our champion. And they are armed with a light armor, a shield, and either a hand weapon or a double-handed weapon. So 11 Beastmen. Next up, 33. 2d4 Chaos Dwarfs. All right. Well, he looks like his kin haven't abandoned him despite his condition. Let's go. So we got one and one. So we got two Chaos Dwarfs. Oh. And although that is enough for a bazooka team of Chaos Dwarfs, uh, these guys are similarly armed with light armor, shield, and hand weapon. And they could have a spear or a crossbow if desired. I think we'd give them a crossbow because they can be our ranged support for our warband. All right. Halfway through. 43. D6 Dark Elves. All right. We're getting quite a menagerie of things here. Uh, one. <laughs> one Dark Elf. All right. And the Dark Elves are armed with a light armor, hand weapon, either a shield or a crossbow. Probably also give him a crossbow. I want to know how this one Dark Elf found himself here. All right. Last roll. And we got a nine, which means we're getting another 2d6 Beastman. It is getting very beastly in here. We get nine Beastmen. So we're actually up to 20 Beastmen. So 20 Beastmen, two Chaos Dwarfs, and a Dark Elf is our retinue for this warband. For this insane Chaos Champion with his Demon Sword, his Half-Orc Mammoth Ancestry. I, I can't even picture this in my head very well. Just this shaggy, big old, huge dwarf. He's got rotting skin. He's got leech blood. He's sort of greenish. He's tusked. Uh, he's got his heavy armor, his shield. He's got his demon sword at the ready. And then behind him comes his horde of beastmen, his two chaos dwarfs, and his one dark elf. What a wild, wild character that we have generated here. This is what I love, because you could do this for the rest of your natural life and never get anything resembling the same champion twice. Before we go... We're going to need a good name for our champion and maybe a name for his warband as well. As far as names go, I think we're going to hit up a Chaos Dwarf name generator. There is a great website called realmofplastic.com. The gentleman who runs it has created all sorts of awesome name generators. Uh, so if you like doing stuff like this, building your own little warbands, or you need names for stuff like Mordheim skirmish games, uh, do check that out. Despite the half-orc and mammoth part of his lineage, we're going to go for a straight Chaos Dwarf name here and see what we get. Ooh, okay. Kadadath Razorforge. Despised traitor of the Hellish Altar. That sounds like a pretty good name to me. Kadadath Razorforge. Razorforge. I like Razorforge a lot. And I think our warband name is going to be a play off that. And we're going to call them the Razor Fiends. They're going to cut you to pieces. Well, guys, what do you think of Kadadath Razorforge and his Razor Fiends? This is a wild one. 
if you enjoy random character creation like I do, so one of the things that I love about Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, it's something that I love here, do check out the Realm of Chaos books. They will give you hours and hours of entertainment. It's so much fun to just see what happens. Like a Chaos Dwarf Half-Orc Mammoth Champion. This one was lots of fun. I think he's a pretty good champion overall. He's very close to becoming a spawn. If you get six chaos attributes, there is a very good chance that you will become a spawn. He's already got four of the six. Uh, so playing through a Path to Glory campaign with this guy might be pretty short-lived. The great thing about that, though, is once they turn into a chaos spawn, you you have a really good chance of keeping them around. And then they kind of become like a mascot for the party and you build a new champion to take over. So it's really not the end of the story a lot of times if these guys degenerate. Even if they die, like I said before, there are undead and skeleton chaos champions. If you're looking for an accessible way to dip your feet in Old Hammer, I would think that the Realm of Chaos supplement, building these warbands having a good time playing around with them just to see what happens would be an absolute blast and a fun way to old hammer without having to build whole armies. Well, that's going to do it for this one. From me, everyone at the Orchard, and Kadadath, Razor Forge, and his Razor Fiends, until next time, have a great week. Thanks for listening to the War Games Orchard. If you enjoy the show, why not join us on Patreon? There you'll gain access to all of our bonus content for any level of donation. It's a great way to help us keep going and enjoy extra Orchard content. If Patreon's not your thing, please consider giving us a 5-star review on your podcast platform of choice and sharing this show with friends. If you'd like to get in touch, you can find us on Facebook at The Warhammer Orchard and the War Games Orchard, or by email at wargamesorchard at gmail.com.